Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. We'd like to thank our patrons for making these things possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Frog Shark, Robin Mims, Thomas Wayne Haley, Rip Rex, and Tim Demuse. We'd also like to honor the memory of Wesley Sullivan. Now, let us listen. Last time on Cavern Cube Y, uh, <laughs> that was so funny. I was trying to do anything other than Dungeon Ball Z. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? Uh, seven seconds. <laughs> let, let me try. Last time on Taraxian Nights, we had Azira and Kumiho fight a completely horribly gross monster. In the sewers of starlight. Yes. And then we all retired to your mansion, you know, to get a good night's rest and all that stuff. With uh, an O-Fan. Yes. Yes. I don't know. was there too. Hey, Clint. Is it Ogon? Ogon. Sorry. I don't know what O-Fan. I keep thinking of O-Fan for some reason. I think it's a Pokemon. Drofan. Is the dragon people and there's Ogan? Oh, okay, are the fae people. At least I'm confusing your work with your own work, so <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize that the, the can sort of like the H A N at the end of it was a thing until it was basically too late. It's just a sign of how much of a fan I am, of course. Most importantly, Don, your character got to absorb some unique mana, yes, after being uh thoroughly in character and out of character uh, chilled to the bone by the horrific monster, I was able to uh, absorb Felagoth mana. So yay, now we're all caught up. Alright, so we'll we'll call it the morning then, unless y'all have anything y'all want to do Uh, in particular. Full eight hours of rest? That would be uh, beneficial to both of you, I believe. (laughs) Yep. Yes, yes, because I had used everything. That's the reason I ended up spending the mana is I'd used everything else mm. to no avail. Mm. Not to no avail. But uh yeah, if it's morning time, I imagine Nadira comes. She's pretty much stumbling out of her room, uh, looking for one of these servant people to bring her some coffee. Uh they are swift and attentive, and you are provided your coffee. And you would you would probably notice, and uh, Kumiho might notice that they are not currently uh, rushing you to get out, as they had been before after a full eight hours of rest. Well, Should that's I... good because Adira is not getting rushed anywhere she didn't want to be. Anyhow, uh, the way you said that, I'm curious. Why are they not rushing you, us? You leveled up, and that means it'll last longer because of. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, I think, oh wait, no. I based it off your mythic tier, so it should. But you know what? I'm just gonna let it last longer today because <laughs> you got half. You got half a mythic rank. 
basically. So it'll last a little longer. Can I have the other half, please? <laughs> so no, just to be count clear, I, those. I am supposed to be Paladin 6, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I remember. We, <laughs> our dear listeners might have noticed that uh, we accidentally had him at a level lower than he should have been that entire fucking time. Uh, so he leveled up twice uh, after that fight. Did, so, now, did you get any ranks in religion, or are we still a paladin with no ranks in religion? Oh, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> no, no, I put one in. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a complete paladin. It only took me six levels to get there. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> having leveled up twice, when Kumiho comes out in his uh, uh, silk uh, uh, pajamas, he, he is uh, extremely, uh, not rushed, but he is energized to start a day. He doesn't even uh, reach for a, a, a mug of coffee or anything. He is ready to go. And he starts uh, strapping on his armor and everything. You all would have the time you need to get ready, get yourselves woken up, have some uh, some breakfast and whatnot. The other people uh, that have taken shelter in here for the evening or for the night are stirring uh, and also uh, they're also preparing to move out of your marvelous mansion when the time comes. Clint uh, and Baron being the most notable two of your group uh, here. Uh, Clint seems to be enjoying some breakfast. Uh, many of the people that have been down here seem, while not lethally or to an extreme amount, they all seem a little malnourished, a bit thin. Uh, so they are all eating heartily. Baron, uh, having come from outside and not being so uh, ill-supplied, uh, is looking all right, but also Enjoying his breakfast. Okay, I think um, once Adira has gotten some coffee uh, in her and gotten dressed, she, well, changed clothes. Let's put it that way, because we don't want people to think she was walking around naked. Um, <laughs> she's not Annabelle. No, she's not. Um, she will go sit down next to Clint to talk to him for a moment. All right. He uh, takes a bite out of uh, some sort of biscuit and is like, Finishes chewing. It's like, ah, good, good morning, Adira. Good morning. How are how are things this morning? Um, well, as good as they get during this day and age, I suppose. Uh, I wanted to speak with you for a minute, though. Ah, yes. Uh, what can I do for you? Well, it's just that uh, we, well, you have a decision to make. Um, of course, we're going to help everybody get out of the city. And, I believe uh, that would be much appreciated. On the one hand, I am wanting to ask you to consider traveling with us because you are a historian. And uh, I'm looking for some ancient history here to get this sorted and figured out. But I feel like, uh, on the other hand, it could be an extremely dangerous situation. And... I need you to know that if you decide to go with us, while I will do what I can to keep you safe, there there may be times when I cannot protect you. Makes quite a bit of sense. And not only have you grown in power, obviously, since we last met, but the world is also a much more dangerous place, which demands such things. I don't know that much about what lies beyond the city in its current state, 
but I can imagine that if things are this bad here, it's not necessarily doing very well elsewhere. No army has marched on the city to try and take it back. And well, it's from what, been some time. From what I have seen, uh, most places were not hit this hard, but there are other issues that they're having to deal with. And I've not seen any type of organization from the Noctis government trying to deal with the issue, so I'm assuming that most of them were lost with the fall of the city here. Oh. But damage to the point of being divided into city-states, then I imagine that's my... that would be my estimation. In which case, I don't suspect anywhere to be overly safe. I would... I'll consider but my thoughts for the moment are let's get out of the city see how things go I'll likely have made a determination by then but I'm thinking that if I am traveling with you I'll at least be traveling with someone strong enough to protect themselves and frankly I've my life here has crumbled to dust and Things, things need to not be forgotten. We will see. We will see. I'm thinking I will go with you, but I'm not set. Well, I want you to do what's best for you because I gave a lot of thought to it last night. And on the one hand, having your vast knowledge of history would be most helpful. But I consider you a friend and I don't want to ask a friend to put themselves in mortal danger if I can help from it. Of course, but at the same time, who else to ask, I suppose? I am not a combatant, and I'm sure you know that, but perhaps, perhaps I could simply stay back. Well, perhaps I will travel with the others. We will see how I feel. I've got some time I need to think, but if I could make a request of... I'm aware that this uh, establishment is the ownership of your friend there, and it is magical in nature. I have a great many books that I've salvaged. Uh, while some of them are not horribly rare, they all do contain important information that I'd like to preserve, and some of them are well, indeed uncommon and rare. For what it's for what it's worth, we're going to have to return to your place anyhow, as my friend left his horse hidden there. Um, if there's things that you want to get from your establishment as well, we can always fetch your wagon so that you have space to carry whatever you want, wherever it is you choose to go. Of course. And I had passed the Rue at one point, hence where I gathered many of my books from, but... I found a note. Uh, I saw your message carved into the table. Yes. Um, the books. Um, your friend Riley mentioned in the letter that you had taken them for safekeeping. Do you happen to have them or is that with them? No. R Riley has them. Very well. Uh, At least... One of them, they sealed in a block of wood because they were afraid that just being near it would contaminate them somehow with its evil. I, I believe that um, one one of the books could have an effect on the mind if read, but 
uh, should be safe if simply left alone. Uh, that being said, hopefully they take good care of them and uh, perhaps I can retrieve them someday. But I uh, shall count that as a loss for now. But thank you for letting me know. Uh, but, but my question, I'm sorry. Uh, the the books I have here in my small uh, hovel of a dwelling that we eked out of the sewer wall, I was hoping there was some way that we could transport them uh, with us, if possible. Uh, I mean, you'll have to ask uh, Kumiho, but I, I don't think it will be a problem. Very well, and I shall go ask, and he'll... Uh, kind of eat a little bit more of a biscuit as he as he stands up and heads over that direction. And thank you, Adira. I promised you I'd come back for you. I always keep my word. Uh, he, he nods at you. And uh, Kumiho, uh, Clint will approach you as well. Uh, I assume probably while you're... You have light armor, though. So probably not even... You're probably done with that even, so... Just readying yourself. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's currently uh, kind of transfixed, looking out in the spell. Mechanically, what he's doing is going through his spell list and <laughs> choosing what spells he wants for the day because uh, Don isn't used to uh, prepared casting. <laughs> okay, so uh, if, if he can see that you're uh, that you're praying, uh, he will he will. Uh, sit down and uh, wait for you to finish any given prayer uh, before uh, trying to catch your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, he will He will be a kind of mumbling under his breath, uh, head down, and then uh, he'll stand up. Ah, Master Clint, was it? Uh, yes. Uh, I, I had an inquiry if perhaps you have means to store things with, within this place or or some other means, perhaps a bag of holding to carry things with. Uh, I have a great many books down here, and none of which I'd like to see fall to the wayside of history, uh, though um, some could be reattained elsewhere, some less so. Uh, I was wanting to inquire if it would be possible for me to uh, store some of these books with you so that we could transport them out of this place when we leave. Indeed, it, it is possible. I do have storage facilities here, and a loss of knowledge is a loss of civilization itself, so I would consider it my honor and privilege to store these for you. Thank you very much. Uh, I I will then uh, begin gathering the books, if you could show me where to put them. Just this way. Has everything been to your liking? Uh, yes, this has been the most comfortable night I've had in... Well, since the new year. Yes, what a, what a time. Yes, it's, I'm, I'm grateful to be sharing my comforts with fellow survivors of the year. I'm sure these people will appreciate all the help they can get until they find some sanctuary. But uh, Adira has asked me to consider traveling with all of you. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I am accustomed to traveling in a larger group than just the pair, but the last time I was out, we were ambushed, possibly due to the size of the traveling party. 
I I have nothing against you, Clinton. If you have skills of which we may benefit from, I would be honored to have you as a companion, but I would hate to put you in harm's way. Uh, I, I'm not a combatant at all. Uh, I can handle a crossbow or a, a, I can use a sword, but not to any great effect. Uh, any moderate uh, person, uh, any person of moderate skill could easily defeat me, but um, I, I could fight if need be, but I'd rather stay out of that if possible. What I can offer you is a breadth of knowledge that I've had for from traveling this world for nigh on a century. You have seen much. Yes, I, I have, and I've studied quite a bit. Knowledge is my purview, particularly that of history. In your studies, has anything of this sort of calamity been touched on in legends of other cultures? To this scale, I don't believe so. Not not in in the fact that has actually occurred in history. But many many places have spoken of smaller calamities and such things happen usually focused around events in the weather, earthquakes, natural phenomena, occasionally great monsters, summonings of cults, and Callings from perhaps the gods or simply uncaring beasts come from who knows where. The ones I'm most familiar with would be the the beasts of the sands of Helios. Uh, and they're said to slumber deep beneath the earth and be vessels of divine fury and judgment. But nothing like this. No, this is something different. And it comes to you to mark the record of this. So perhaps us, uh, perhaps Adira and I, fulfilling the commands of our patron deities, having you along could prove useful for future generations to know how the, the, the triumph of good over evil and the, the soothing of the chaos of the world... Perhaps. I hope there are others out there that will chronicle and that those chronicles will be able to be read for a long time to come. I think I I, I still have some thought to offer into this. And uh but I appreciate uh your acceptance and 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 your opinion on the matter, it it will I will take it into account. And uh, this uh, this place here, I will I will start bringing my books. I have quite a few. Um, thank you, Master Kumiho. Thank you, Master Clint. And Don just bowed in his fucking office like a goober. <laughs> Uh, so Clint, Clint will kind of give you a, a small bow um, and move off uh, and begin bringing in books by the armful. Uh, small books, big books, stacks upon the stacks of books. And uh, your uh, your vault that you can put in there uh, that, that you have like the space in, it, it gets pretty 
he doesn't like fill it up. It's not like stacked floor to ceiling, like closet or anything. But he does take up probably like a good like quarter of your vault. Actually, no, like a, a half of a quarter. So an eighth, like up to the chest height, but like a quarter of the floor space. Okay. And uh, I don't, I don't recall that I had anything um, terribly important stored in there. I think the other person Adira would like to speak to, though, is Baron. All She's right. not really spoken to Baron much, but. Right. And Baron, Baron's kind of like seeing everybody kind of getting ready. He's got all of his shit picked up and uh, he doesn't really take long to be ready. He basically has all of his shit together already. Um, you know, I know last episode he was kind of avoiding Adira after she used her mana on that creature, so. Uh, yeah, it, it, in a way, like, he, he's kind of baffled. He was kind of baffled by the raw power that you uh, exhibited, but uh, he's not, like, actively avoiding y'all or anything now. He's just kind of by himself. He He doesn't seem ultra personable. Social? Like, <laughs> he's yeah ultra social that's that's better he he can be personable he's just not super social I think Adira will walk up to him gonna... <clears throat> Baron I what can I do you miss well I'm a little more curious uh from what I gather of course, you weren't in the city, you weren't trapped with these people, but you were trying to get into the city for some reason. Uh, there's something up top side that I'm looking for. Well, seeing the state of the city and how bad things are and how dangerous they are, is this something worth risking your life for? <sighs> as shitty as it might be to say, I think it might be, but I'm not sure. Won't know till I find it. Well, then I think that is something we should try to accomplish before we start moving these people. All right. So, what you thinking then? Well, I have no idea what we're looking for, where it's supposed to be at, or anything else, but I was thinking you might need aid. I, I bet I hope wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. But, uh, I usually try getting by... Uh, things that I'd rather not be seen by, by, uh, well, not being seen. And frankly, miss, you wear heavy armor. Don't uh, look like much well, of a sneaker yourself. No, I, I'm not very good at sneaking. Uh, Kumiho might be able to help you. I thought he might be, and we, we made it around, uh, butcher the city ourselves before regrouping with you, so, uh, that might be something I'd be willing to look into. Could I make a small request? What might that be? While you are out looking for whatever it is you're looking for, if you come across any abandoned shops where you happen to see a tower shield available, would you bring it back to me? That tower shield, uh, sure. Um, I'm going to be ma checking magic shops anyway, so I'll see if I can bring you back one. That would be much appreciated. I'll be happy to pay you for your service. That's little due for gold these days, but uh, I mean, frankly, you two are uh, some some hell of a force to be reckoned with. It seems. 
well, at times. But uh, you do need to keep in mind that while gold is not much use in this city, in other places, things have grown exponentially in cost because they don't know when they might get new stocks. That's a fair point. I've, I've witnessed it myself in one of the towns. If somebody's being unfair, I often have a way of leveling that field. But we'll see. Uh, I, I think, frankly, at this point, if you want to, if you want to be doing me some some payment, perhaps, I think uh, the offer of aid and perhaps a touch of protection now and again might actually be something I'd be interested in. You wish to travel with us, especially given, hey, if you've not got anywhere uh, specific to go, uh, there are things I'm searching for all over the place. My next stop when I leave here is Sanguine. Are you familiar with it? I, uh, I've never been, but I'm familiar. I've not seen it myself, but, uh, it seems like a city full of immortal beings might be a good place to start the search for an immortal being. Perhaps. Uh, it makes sense to me. And, uh, from what I know of it, best thing to do is keep your fucking head down while you're there. But... Uh, I'll keep that to me, and you do you. I'm fine. Well, I tend not to start trouble with the locals. The people have their own laws, their own governments. I'm not in charge of those. Let them do things their way. Fair be it. But, uh, yeah, I'll go see if, uh, if old Kumiho is, uh, up for a bit more exploration. All right. Um, was I to understand that uh, you found a way into the sewers, though, from outside the city? I, um, yeah, there's a, it's supposed to be an output grate, but of course, uh, something's screwed up in the waterways and water's not really flowing uh, uh, the way it used to. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's an output grate that's got an access hatch. Well, I think then, if you can give me rough directions to this place, while you and Kumiho search for what it is you need to find, I will try to get these people outside the city. All right. Where they'll be a bit safer, and then you and Kumiho can meet us there. All right. So uh, what he does is he gives you directions based on, like, how y'all got here, and mm-hmm. then going back to another junction point, and then he gives you directions from there, because that's... Because he was navigating the sewers as they were being, as y'all were going. So he wasn't uh, doing it that way. And I will go ahead and do a roll right quick. And that's an at 20. So he gives you perfectly accurate directions. All right. All right, then. I thank you for your help. And I wish you and Kumiho the best of luck. Here's hoping we don't need it. And he'll, uh, he'll he'll hold out his hand and like, grab a bottle from a nearby uh, shadow thing and take a check. All right. So uh, she'll go find Kumiho then at this point. All right. Uh, Baron and Adira walk up to you, Kumiho. Uh, Adira, Baron, good morning. Morning. Um, Baron still has something he needs to accomplish here in the city, and I am not well suited to aid him. So I was thinking possibly you could do so while I'll get these people outside the city near the grate where Baron came in, and then the two of y'all could meet us back there. 
Uh, you feel well after our battle? You feel well rested? You can handle this on your own? Oh, yes. I, I believe you. Uh, that sounds fine by me. We will take care of this as quickly as possible. Right, Baron? What, what is it that we will be doing? I'm looking for an item. It's a, it's a sphere, an orb. About uh, yay big or so. And he holds his hands about probably like five, six inches apart. It's going to have uh, little circles all over it and some lines running through it. Looks like it can be turned, but to my knowledge, you can't actually spin any of the parts. It's a magical item. Do you know where it was last located? Uh, somewhere in one of the market districts. Uh, I think the northernmost one. And uh, it was in a magic shop. Something, uh, something about uh, silvered scales uh, in the name. Well, you might ask Clint. He's a local. He's been here a long time, had a museum set up. He might be able to give you more specific information on the shop. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, ask about a bit. And uh, I've seen him going back and forth, so I guess I'll just wait for him to come back with some of his books. Kumiho, once I get the people outside the city and you and Baron return, then uh, you and I will see about making a, one less journey in to retrieve your horse and some things from Clint's property. Yes, I would like to make sure Sweet Feet is doing well. That sounds all good. Good, good planning, Adira. Um, tell me, what do you think of Baron? Well, I don't know it. Well, well, I hope it's something good. I don't oh. know him well enough to uh, have. Oh, I thought you said Baron went off to hell. <laughs> My bad. No, he was going to wait for Clint to walk uh, okay. by with his books. I, I didn't. Okay. I, yeah, I do not know him well enough to to uh, much say about him, but uh, he seems a likable enough fellow. Yes, we are retrieving an item from a magic shop. This would constitute stealing in any other sense of the word, but perhaps but there's our... no one left to steal from. Exactly. So our need must be greater. What What can you tell me? What does this orb, what will it uh, achieve for you? Well, that's actually something I'm trying to piece together bit by bit. Uh, you see, I'm not entirely sure why I'm getting it. I just know that I need to find it because it's part of something little bit bigger and i know that's who told you you need to find this uh i guess you could call them uh, an ancestor uh look uh, my my people i don't know if you're altogether familiar with this um does kamiho have knowledge nature nope okay we actually determined last session that kumiho knew what he was and adira's asked him outright and he Told us he well, was yeah, but there, there's like nuance to it that you might not be familiar okay. with. Okay. Uh, so you'll know that he's an Ogon, and generally that, that means he's essentially uh, fey-blooded. So uh, sometimes uh, my people, they're uh, reached out to by um, progenitors of sorts, and it's not always in a straight-up show-it-to-your-face show kind of way. Uh but I've got this, I've been having this, this itch to find this thing for a bit. And uh, I, I'm to an understanding that it's, uh, that it's for someone akin to me. Well, I cannot speak for Kumiho, but uh, I've gotten very used to 
us call them otherworldly beings being full of ambiguity. I can't even say the word now. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. Uh, so you're in good company with that. Uh, well, with, with any luck, I'll get a little more information after retrieving it and maybe find out what the hell it does or what it's for. And for my part, I'm a paladin of a deity. I'm, I'm well aware and well acquainted with the idea of uh, a higher calling. So I, I will stand by your side and we will take care of this as quickly as possible. And perhaps in this shop, we may find other items of use in our journey, in our crusade. I ain't nobody else using them, so might as well take what we can. It's for the good of the world. Hey, good of ourselves ain't going to hurt neither. Well, I would like to uh, to interject here that possibly you should look for items, too, that might be able to help some of these people. They're going to have a long journey, no doubt, from here to wherever they choose to go and seek refuge. Of course, Adira. And most of them don't look like they're in the best condition. It's a fair point. I don't imagine if the place is all crushed to hell that potions have survived real well, but wands and things of the like tend to be a touch more durable. Scrolls, you know, you don't rip the paper, they're still good. I can, uh, so I, I can't really use magical items, but I, I imagine the two of you can. I've never really tried. Maybe somebody else around here. I mean, other than the ones that. Uh, what, what I was given by the gods, I, I never really messed with them, but I'm open to open to trying it out and seeing what I. But uh, you've got healing magic, yeah, uh, Kamiho. Yes. So, uh, from what I understand, you ought to at least be able to use like a, a healing wand or something if we come across one. I will use anything I can to help those in need. Yes. All right. Uh, whenever you're ready, uh, I'll be waiting. Uh, I think I else. Uh, we'll need to. Uh, so we have been in here a while. Uh, we'll have to. And if I remember right, we open this thing up right in that kind of little nook where all those uh, um, refugees, I guess, would be the best term for them was. We didn't go anywhere else, right? So mm-hmm. we would need to clear out of there. Right. Yeah. Y'all are still in the little walled off suit. Yeah. So uh, we would need to exit there mm-hmm. and I'd. Uh, withdraw the key and take it with me and be ready to head out. Okay. So, uh, like, and time, like, you notice that the servants are at this point probably starting to kind of like uh, shuffle people on and whatnot uh, as they do when the time for the spell is about to run out. So, uh, everybody goes back out into this area and uh, the door vanishes. Uh, Clint, by that point, will have stored all of his books, and uh, everybody collects is collecting their things with the sort of word-of-mouth knowledge that you intend to all guide them all from this place. Uh, how many people were there again? Just uh... uh, there there was a good number. It was it was like it wasn't like you couldn't lay down, but there were a lot of people. Like probably like I want to say. And I'm probably going to go back and listen at some point and be absolutely wrong. But I want to say there was like 50 or 60 people here. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Just ballpark, too. So no, that's fine. I just want to set the stage, uh, set the scene a little bit more. Okay, cool. So uh, Baron, Baron's waiting for you, Kumiho. Clint is, uh, Clint is standing about and will be with Adira. Uh, 
how how do we want to do this? Right. And like once everybody's once everybody's out of the the um, mansion thing and whatnot, uh, she'll try to to gather up all the refugees and uh, Clinton, and she'll tell them, okay, so this of course is not the safest place to be. So what we are thinking is that uh, there is a way to exit the city from the sewers. And I can lead you all through that way and offer you protection as you set up an encampment outside until the decision is made as to who's going to go where and uh, how you wish to travel and those kind of things. There seems to be like a general consensus that, yeah, this... They, they would like to get out of the city. Um, and like, there's some murmuring amongst each other. Uh, and, and people are like, just just wait, just wait. Uh, it seems there are a few people that have questions, but... Uh, well, she'll try to answer any questions they have, I mean. So, like, they're, they're asking things like, do you know of anywhere that's, you know, not as, not as shit right now? Do you... Uh, do you know what else is down here in the sewers? Are are we safe? Are we this, that, and the other? You know, stuff when like we that. came through the sewers before, we did not see much of anything other than things associated with that creature that we killed yesterday. Um, there was an ooze, one little ooze. I don't think Adira actually saw the ooze, but even so, but whatever, whatever might present itself, I feel pretty assured that I'm capable of handling it. As far as the rest of the world goes, I traveled here from Gira. I came from the Northern Road. Every place seems to be having some difficulties, some issues. But uh, they tend to also be banding together as a town to try to survive and uh, the last little town we were in, they were having issues with raids from very odd goblin creatures, but uh, we have we gave them arms and armor and the ability to protect themselves. Um, if any of you are fighting men or women, you might consider taking your families there. You can help defend the town while still being safely within inside its walls for your family to, to care for themselves. And if we do take that route, if we do stick with all of these many hands would be great to help uh, caravan supplies to this much needed village. Of course, the, uh, there are other options. If uh, you wanted to head towards Thorn, I do not know what state it is in since this happened, but it was a pretty well-guarded town before, so there a definite possibility that was able to withstand what has occurred. Uh, most places were not hit quite as hard as Starlight. Uh, it's just that there seem to be odd creatures and such about since since the cataclysm. So they they do have issues to deal with. All right. So they um <clears throat> they they seem to kind of take that um, and be more or less uh, you know their questions have been answered and 
there's one one person that pipes up uh and they're like but what about the asmodians are are they have you seen them and somebody's like i've not like shut up we haven't seen them in days i've not seen them but if we find them i can offer them protection as well they may not be the people like that kind of makes a lot of the people not everybody but a lot of the people start like 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 at that. I understand that they may not be your favorite people, but I'm of the opinion that they don't necessarily deserve to be left to whatever fate would fall them in the city. That that seems rather cruel. Like there's kind of like a a grumbly like, yeah, all right. I guess that makes sense. Besides the times like these, you might might find it helpful to adopt the uh framework of thinking that uh, if they're not your direct enemy they could at least be useful as an ally if if they are fighting men and women who are geared for such a thing traveling with them might offer you more protection somebody's like if they don't try to sacrifice us to their damn devils I'm not sure that that, uh, that would be in their best interest either uh, you would notice. Oh, sorry. Chances are, chances are they are just trying to survive like the rest of you. <clears throat> um, the person who initially asked about the Asmodians kind of steps forward. So it's like, I've seen a couple of times uh, when we were outside, there's, there's monsters, not like the rest of them up there. They're, they're dark they have they have horns and sometimes even wings. They they look like devils. Well, I've not seen them, so I cannot tell you specifically. But I can tell you that there are many creatures from many different planes that have horns and wings. And while I cannot say necessarily that any of them are good, evil does not always mean out to kill you. Go ahead and give me just a diplomacy. At this point. Alright, I have some diplomacy. Mood. I have some diplomacy. So I rolled a 19 and I get plus eight. So that's a 27. So they they seem to be, you know, relatively calm. They're not uh not really super jittery or anything. They're they don't seem horribly upset. So all in all, they're not any worse off than they were. I should tell them, I'm not asking you by any means to be friends with these people. I'm just saying, consider overall your own survival. If these people can help you survive until you get somewhere safe, perhaps a untrusted ally is better than no protection at all. And there are murmurs amongst the group of agreement. But when you are all gathered your stuff and are ready, I will lead you through the sewers. Okay. Uh, Kamiho, what are you doing? He, he's ready to go. He's uh, going to go up to Baron and uh, be prepared to head out. You're ready to get out of here. Yes, I am. Adira has... Adira will have those people safe... With no trouble at all. And she's just watching them all mill around, looking at 
kind of looking up to oh no i have him as five five and change so i was thinking he was a small little fox man but uh he's looking around and seeing at all the people i'm confident adira will get them safe and with our skills we may be able to set them up pretty well on the journey ahead all right well let's get going and uh he'll kind of peel back that that door or actually i think the thing broke through it so he'll walk out the space um (laughs) and find a nearby exit to the to the land above and also uh just as a note for you because i'm not sure if you're familiar you Mm -hmm. have i i know i know you're familiar that that you can turn into a fox Mm mm-hmm but what you may not be aware of is that as a fox, you would be size tiny mm-hmm. and therefore get a plus eight to stealth. Uh, if we are stealthing, yeah, then definitely he'll he'll shift back. And I did know that. Yeah, I just I didn't know if we needed to stealth our way through. I did want to say, though, on the way there, um, I have detect evil at will. So just just constant. Just... Yes. And it is mental action for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. uh Keeping that up, as well as uh, being in your fox form for stealth, go ahead and roll me a stealth. Uh, Baron does seem to prefer uh, the approach of avoiding fights by avoiding fights. Um, y'all rolled this. Y'all rolled the same thing and had a significantly different uh, outcome. Oh, yep. except plus eight. I have a plus. So, yeah. Uh, actually, y'all are pretty close. So. Um, you actually did one point better than him. Nice. So y'all both sneak through. Uh, your detect evil starts pinging on things occasionally. Uh, you become aware of the presence of things on the other sides of walls, on the other sides of ba- uh, piles of rubble, but you pass them by uh, unless you don't. Uh, no, I will pass them by, but I, I kind of do have a question about it. Would it... With the t- this is kind of like a, a system question about Pathfinder. Like vermin, like an evil rat, would I be able to like distinguish between like, oh, you know, that's that's a, a really pissed off cockroach versus uh, an ogre? Um, what it'll do is detect evil will, if it's not an outsider or an undead, it will always give a faint aura. Uh. There, there are specific things that override that, like anti-paladins and stuff. Sure, but yeah. um, if it's an outsider and undead, you will get an aura based off of its strength. Okay. Uh, so how many hit dice it has. And uh, like they're generally speaking are not evil rats or vermin because they're usually either mindless or so unintelligent as to not okay, really cool. have morality. Okay, exactly. Okay, but, cool. So yeah. perfect. That's good. With, I just wanted to make sure like... You know, I'm, I'm ignoring the, uh, the... Okay, so, all right, yeah, so he'll continue further on. Yeah, and you would pick up that a few of these auras are a little bit stronger, so you've already met undead in the city. You're aware that they exist here. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually ghouls as scavengers. Uh, it's just given the surroundings and how many corpses are just laid about rotting in the streets is not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, these ghouls might have come from here, they might have been dwelling in crypts. They might have migrated in just due to the raw amount of death. You're not sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, for the most part, he is going to 
Uh, he's on a mission. Uh, he wants, he trusts uh, Kumiho, trusts Adira. Uh, seeing her in battle has no doubt that she can handle herself, but he also wants to get this done and get out of here um, as swiftly as possible. He doesn't want to get bogged down by uh, superfluous little contacts. Right. So with a little bit of time spent and some uh, some stealthy paths taken, you eventually make your way to a uh, you make your way undetected to a area where you can tell that uh, the place is pretty fucked up, but there are shops that are still standing and there are shops that are fucked up. Mm-hmm. But this seems to be a market. And Baron will start uh, looking around. He's like, uh, Clint said something. Uh, said this, the uh, silver snallygaster is what I was talking about, not the silver scale anything. So we're looking snallygaster, snallygaster. Um, go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay, and while I do that, you want to tell me what a snallygaster is? It is a... Give me a second. Uh, it, it's a weird little pterodactyl creature. Okay. Uh, would, I do, would I need to do a knowledge check on that, actually? Uh, let me find out what type it is exactly. I think it's Faye, but I'm not sure. Um, oh, give me a knowledge dungeoneering if you have it. That's a negative. All right, then you do not know what a Snallygaster is. Okay, just a neat little name. Fair enough. And I got a uh, 17 for perception. All right. Uh, you and a 17. You both got 17s. Hmm. Uh, so y'all are looking around, uh, still trying to keep to the edges of things so that you're not really out in the open. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, at one point like i feel like y'all are in slightly different areas uh and baron being a little bit closer uh, he kind of like hisses back to you and he's like hide and he like ducks down behind a thing of rubble and starts kind of like forcing himself into like a space under a large piece of rubble uh and then like uh what is your immediate reaction to that uh obedience uh just quickly yeah he just uh he'll just hunker down he's uh kumiho's tiny so he's he can he's confident he can hide uh somewhere swiftly okay so after a few moments you would hear uh like a very short time like seconds later you would hear some footsteps mm-hmm. and then get heavier and there would be uh a creature that begins to walk by uh, the area where you are at, and uh, you have religion now. Do you have plans? I do. As well? uh, no. <laughs> okay, give me a religion check. I don't really optimize these things. No, you're fine. <laughs> Nineteen. Okay, so while you're not familiar with any specific details of this creature, you definitely pick it out to be some sort of uh, fiend. Mm. Um. It doesn't look like its physical form would be indicative of a demon. It's not extraordinarily alien looking in any way, uh, Mm -hmm. though some demons are uh, a little more structured. Um, So you would lean on the 
lean on the side of this possibly being a devil, especially since it was mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And it's screaming evil. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it is. Okay. It is giving you an overwhelming evil aura, which oh, means wow. it has 11 hit dice or higher. Okay. Uh, hunkering down. Um, and uh, and uh, I think I, I guess uh, I don't know if I need to, but I'm going to because I started the sentence. Um, I'm actually immune to fear and stuff. So I think uh, in the last episode, I was playing up Kumiho's fear of this uh, this monstrous Felagoth. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't oh, know. You're if immune maybe... to mechanical fear. It, it doesn't okay. necessarily mean you don't fear anything. Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a can't better be description. Panicked or shaken or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I was reading through. I'm like, oh wow, I, I'm playing a uh, little chicken shit. Um, <laughs> but all right like you you can be like i'm afraid of that it's just not going to stop you from doing anything that's the yeah you're right uh but this this creature stands about 12 feet tall you would guess from your angle has two large hooked horns and a pair of somewhat undersized uh wings but its skin is this dark dark almost black color that seems to just give off a slight blue sheen under the moonlight and its eyes are these glowing white pits and it steps past you thudding its heavy footsteps it sniffs the air a couple of times uh but passes on uh the aura does actually stick around for a while um it will be it will and you know a aura of this strength will actually permeate an area for quite a while like a like a lingering smell almost yeah like wow. it leaves okay. a trail so you can tell that nothing really powerful had been through here in a bit mm-hmm. but this thing will definitely leave a trail potentially for days okay yeah uh, he'll Wait until the uh, the footfalls are uh, completely gone. Any uh, scent of it that uh, he may have picked up before, as long as you know, feel confident that it's taken some time away before uh, moving forward. And uh, what's Baron's reaction to this? Bar- Baron, uh, you figure he probably only caught a slight glimpse of it because he did uh, maneuver himself to where he was basically in a small crevice uh, betwixt some rubble. So he might have seen the back end of it as it turned around a building, but uh, he did not get quite the full view you did uh, due to the place he had to hide. Um, But uh, he seems to be listening carefully, his ear to the ground for footsteps as well. And he will eventually crawl out and and, like motion to you Mm -hmm. uh, to like come closer. Yep. And yeah, he'll bound forward. Uh, whatever the fuck that was it was pretty big I'd rather not uh, tangle anything anything like that so uh, I think uh, shit I hope this thing's fucking around here somewhere we need to look quicker Uh, look around keep an eye out Uh, keep an eye on your back let's spread out a little bit Um, as a fox he doesn't say a whole lot in response to this but uh, he'll uh, he'll nod his head and uh dart away alright go ahead make me another perception okay oh nice 24 not 20 alright so you uh 
you sneak away and uh he'll head you'll he'll head kind of in the opposite direction direction dashing across the street hunkering down and moving along uh these y'all have basically already scanned all of these signs that aren't destroyed and not found it so he he's like picking through rubble looking for signs uh uh, you you go over kind of around a corner and are checking another peg of the street, and you see a uh, you see a sign sticking out, um, and you don't see what the whole sign says, but it it's in silver leaf on on the sign. It says silver, and then there's sort of like a painting of like a wing sticking out, almost bat like. Okay, um, is there uh, any? Any sign of life around? Any uh, footprints nearby, or a smell of anyone nearby? Before I, uh, there are a few smells. Uh, you smell the lingering, but uh, definitely decaying sense of like most likely a ghoul, uh, mm-hmm. given the fecundity of it. Uh, but uh, it's not. It, the smell indicates that it passed through this way, but ha- isn't still around. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Kumi, uh, Kumiho will uh, go the way. Um, actually, you know what? He's tiny. He's stealthy. Uh, Kumiho is going to uh, investigate this location further on his own. Just right. to uh, get a good look. Okay, so the sign itself is wedged between a couple of pieces of rubble. But uh, you get up to it and you can see uh, by looking over one of the rocks that with fair amount of certainty with a fair amount of certainty you can look at it and tell that it says silver snallygaster uh like part of the last part of snallygaster is like still like under rubble but it you figure that naming convention it it's not like a silver snail because the painting yeah. appears to be of some sort of strange it would, uh, it would one-eyed be, bird it would be very embarrassing if uh uh, he ran over and it turned out that was just a silver sand blaster or something like that. <laughs> the silver sand slash. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I went I went tremors, but yeah, you went Pokemon. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, he'll he'll poke his head in. All right. So you, you feel pretty sure that this is the place, um, you know, that uh, you you could get inside here uh, with relative ease, given your your tiny frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like the place would be a little difficult for Baron to get into. Um, so what do you want to do? Baron is still basically on the other side of the street. Oh, so I can see him. Uh, not no, like he's on. Like you would go around a corner. You can't see him, but you okay. kind of know where he is. Uh, he'll he'll look he'll look at the shop. He'll look for Baron. He's gonna do the smart thing and not just uh blaze ahead because if there's a problem he's not going to get help so he will scamper around the corner back and uh uh, uh when he sees baron he'll uh, make himself known okay so you go up you catch baron's attention and uh and indicate to him to like follow you and uh he, he will yeah i don't have a like a limit on this uh shape shape change so uh, yeah, I, th- I think there's a limited number of times per day you can use it. Perhaps, oh, is there? Oh, I thought let, let was... me look at it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I clicked the wrong ability. 
I have and I, and I have superior shapeshifter, so uh, I don't know if that will give me a bonus. Yeah, that, that's what gives you the uh, feet for free. Oh, okay. Oh no, you can do it as much as you want. <sighs> okay, well then, yeah, he'll uh, he'll shift back into uh, his humanoid form, and um, uh, Baron, I, I found it. It's just around the corner there. It's uh, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to get in there very well, but I can easily get in. Uh, oh, all right then. Uh, let's. Oh shit. Um, all right. You go in. Uh, look for an orb. Uh, like I said, it's. it's I, I can't tell honestly from from the dreams if it's metal or just a well, kind of semi-reflective stone. But this isn't the right. This isn't the right voice. Uh, this <laughs> is the right voice. But I can't tell if it's like a, a shiny stone or if it's metal, but it'll have rings on it and and circles. Uh, it's about yay big. See if you can find it, and I'll try and find another way in. Okay, he'll uh, run back over a shift and uh, start rooting around. All right, go ahead and give me a perception. 22. Okay, so you get inside, and like the outer wall of this uh, shop is caved in pretty pretty bad but you find that the inside of the shop's not actually all that damaged uh definitely a lot of stuff tossed on the ground and you know shaken about but structurally like the back wall and supporting internal walls seem to be sound you go looking around and you find that there is a a door to a back room uh it's labeled storeroom and it appears to be locked uh, but around you also see several um, several items that you would assume are magical that are likely uh, likely still useful, okay. uh, including a few unbroken potions, although most of the glass vials in the area seem to be busted. Can... Um, but I don't see the uh, the orb in this main area or this main... No, you don't, you don't see an orb out here. Okay, um... I don't have detect magic, um, and I, I feel like in a magic shop it may not be the the wisest. So uh, he'll go back to the storeroom. Uh, would I have enough room to shift back into my humanoid form to uh, yes? Investigate uh, the- yeah, you you got enough room. Like like I said, the most of the inside of the shop is actually still in standable condition. Condition. Okay. Yep. So he'll shift back and he'll inspect the door. Um, <laughs> not playing a rogue, but uh, if if I could do a, a, a cursory look to see if this uh, storeroom would be trapped as a, a, a... Okay, go ahead and give me a perception. Oh, 13. Uh, you don't see any traps. Uh, the lock on it looks like it's pretty decent, though. Okay, Um. you know what? I have something for that, I think. Let me just go to... Nope. So many fun things to use. Uh, actions. Uh, weapons. How do I look at weapons? Where are you at? I have something called uh, the ice thing, and I don't know how to... Sorry, I, I haven't used uh, liquid ice. Liquid ice, yes. It's in my anti-sack. So, uh, yeah, I, I like to uh, uh, <laughs> pour it on the lock and uh, try and smash it with my uh, double comma. All right. Uh, 
go ahead and roll me uh, roll roll me damage uh, or make a strength check. Either way, you're going to be getting a benefit, and we will consume that liquid ice. Okay, liquid ice is a d6. It okay. The liquid ice itself is not going to damage the lock. So roll roll oh, the damage my, for your my, comma. My comma, yeah. My... Okay, yeah. That's also a d6. Okay, three plus three. Ooh, plus uh, three because yeah, your strength. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, you definitely feel like something in the lock break, uh, mm-hmm. but the door still doesn't open. And the liquid ice is starting to kind of froth and bubble away. Uh, so quickly sw- uh, swing back down with my uh, other one. Uh, All right. Seven. All right. So uh, you hear a... <laughs> and uh, with a little bit of force, uh, you're able to push the door open as as some parts fall out of the lock. Uh, okay, yeah, he'll uh, remove the lock and uh, uh, slowly open the door. Like, uh, and, and I say slowly, not to be like overly suspicious, but you know, uh, all this collapse. He wants to make sure it's not going to come falling. Come in. falling down. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the room that you're going into is also partially collapsed. Um, but there there are uh it, it's much smaller but there are uh a couple of shelves and you do indeed uh see a, a, a an orb like clattered onto the floor is it is it emanating evil by chance no <laughs> okay uh just he's he's kind of suspicious of this there, orb there is an evil aura under some of the rubble oh uh i see yeah so as he's like in his mind like casting out making sure like if this isn't a cursed item because he has no idea he doesn't know baron that well so he is he's not like suspicious of baron personally but uh anything you see in a dream is a little suspect to him so he's uh as he's casting out he notices that he uh he'll uh reach down scoop up the orb pocket it but then uh focus in on that aura and uh move towards it all right so it's under a little bit of rubble which you could try to move uh, to to see what you're looking at. Um, what what kind of aura am I getting? I guess I should say. So it would be, it would be faint, a faint aura. So a lower hit dice than I probably. Okay. Um, if if it's a creature, if it's an item, uh, then oh, it's based that's... off a caster level. And I wouldn't be able to distinguish that. No, not until you see it. Would I? Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, Basically, when you are looking through objects, you are aware of the rough location and the s- strength of the aura and the number of auras, but not, okay. uh, but not more detail. Okay, that, that's a failing on my part. I I kind of always thought of it as a um, like Morrowind Oblivion detect uh, life. <laughs> you like see the exact shape of it. Uh, hunched over in the chair sort of thing but uh, okay he'll he'll go in he'll kind of pick at the rubble okay so you're picking through it i'm gonna say this will take a minute and uh you hear some some like little bit of pebbles like falling and uh then baron like you see that his head poke in he's like hey and he uh comes down through the roof and uh, flips down 
Did you find it? Uh, just before I continue, he wasn't the source of evil? No. Okay, cool. So I did read that right now. No, he uh-huh. like, you, you figure he like went up to the roof of the building and gotcha. made his way down to this floor. Yeah, I just want to make sure I didn't misunderstand uh, or mishear any part of that. So, okay. Um, uh, th- not just yet. What? There's something in here. Arm yourself. Well, technically, you did find it. Are you bluffing? Well, I, uh, well not just now. Like, I'm not uh, paying attention to that. I'm more focused. You're, you're like telling him not, not right now. Yeah, Hold yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. He's just like, so what's going on? I detect something beneath the rubble. I, I can't, I cannot distinguish what it is just yet. Just, um, what, what, uh, arm yourself with whatever you have. I'm going to, uh, unbury it now. Uh, and he'll like pull the crossbow off his back and like hike it up. Okay. And yeah, he'll, back. yep, he'll, uh, shovel rubble, move what he can to try and unbury this source. So, uh, the first thing you find, uh, kind of like sticking out, you like you at first you grab it to, uh, to remove it because you think it's a piece of the rubble, but you, you find that there's like a horn almost, uh, jutting out. It doesn't seem like it's attached to like a living creature or anything. You can tell from the texture. It's, it's like it's lacquered or something. It's been treated with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you further go to uncover it and you find a lyre um, that is somewhat macabre in appearance as the uh, the drum of the lyre is not made of wood or anything like that, but rather a, uh, a skull that has been fitted with a pair of horns and had a, uh, a hide stretched over the top of it to uh, reverberate the sound of the strings, which appear to be made out of some sort of uh, gut cord. Uh, I don't have the text magic, so uh, would spellcraft be wasted here? Uh, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to use spellcraft to detect anything about it without detect magic. You are aware that it is giving off a faint evil aura. Uh, what a vile specimen! Does this? Look familiar to you. Can't say that it does. Um, I mean, it's an instrument. I've seen some weird shit uh, be made into instruments, but uh, that looks like a like a human skull. Uh, and those are, uh, I, I adventure guess, probably like antelope horns or some shit. Uh, is the is, is the evil is there evilness coming from like the skull itself or the horns? It kind of emanates from the whole item. Okay, this... like now that you can see it, it's more defined mm-hmm. and not just general. Yeah. Uh this is this is an evil item. It, I I was worried that there was someone, something hidden under here, but I I think I'll just leave it here. The I'm not in the I'm not in the business of collecting evil items, but maybe it would be. You know what? It would be better in my hands than some brigand looting through here. I and that's fair enough. And they've got them ghouls running around. They might be looking for something like that. Yes, I could store it away in the vault and it'll be out of the wrong hands. But uh, yes, uh, uh, and he's going to pat his uh, pack and uh, pull out the orb. I, I did find it. It was in here. Oh, great. Uh, and he'll reach out for it. 
kind of greedily like like he's going to reach for it to take it from you uh more than uh can i do a sense motive because yeah because you you said with the such greed um is it like a maniacal actually let me roll sense motive probably oh i do have some i have a plus one 14 uh i wouldn't call it maniacal it, it's more like this is what he's been looking for and he's like oh yeah that yeah Okay, and, and uh, Kumiho will think, okay, he's, he's not Bilbo reaching for the one ring. He's just, you know, the thing he saw in his dreams, it's in front of him. He's He won't... Yeah. He won't, and, he won't, he won't fault the exuberance of... And uh, you, you've right already kind of determined that he likely grew up... Uh, he likely, you know, grew up poor, uh, that he's mm-hmm. a, th- a thief uh, of sorts. So, uh, such behavior isn't like beyond what you would expect for the normal bounds of yeah. of someone like him. Okay, yeah, and he'll he'll offer it and complete the pass and now let's let's get out of here. I oh before we leave, I did see some potions. Let's let's uh do a little exploring. All right, let's grab what we can. So uh um, like uh, he if if possible, he'll put the loot uh liar rather, the liar around his back if there's a strap. Uh, you can you can find there are plenty of straps, bags, and okay. shit hanging around. In fact, sure. one of the bags hanging on the back wall is a bag of holding one. Oh, uh, yoink! Um, <laughs> and he'll just he'll go through and just uh, start setting um, the the liar, the potions. Uh, any are there any wands or? Uh... Uh, yes, you find. Hey, so you find seven wands. You're not sure what the hell they do. Sure. But uh, you do find seven wands. Okay. Uh, any armor or weapons? This is a general magic shop, so like anything of like note, even if it's like uh, a find, ready cloak. Find a a buckler. Uh, Baron is looking around. He's actually dig, like pulling up some of the rubble because there mm. is a section of the shop that seemed to be for arms and armaments, but it's it's kind of encased in rubble and, sure. and buried. But he's moving some of it. Uh, he does seem to be like doing so carefully. Like if something shifts, he kind of like freezes. Okay. And it's just like, eh. Um, yeah, but Kumiho, it would seem that uh, most of that shit is buried. Okay. Yeah. For Kumiho's part, he's uh, picking up the easily gr- grabbed stuff and p- tossing it in the, uh, placing it in the bag uh, before he's going to start disturbing any of the uh, rubble. Okay. So yeah, you collect. Um, you collect four potions, uh, which I will get you more info on in a bit. You collect sure. the seven wands and uh, the buckler. Uh, you find uh, you find a a box uh, behind the counter which has ten scrolls in it. Damn. So Baron is over there. He's trying to uh, dig some stuff out, and he's uh, turns around. He's like. Hey, Kumiho, come over here for a second. Give me, give me a hand. Yes, of course. And uh, he he has you like support, uh, like a large piece of, of thing, like just enough so that he can wiggle something out. And uh, he he indeed pulls a large shield, uh, a a, to- a a tower shield out of the thing. So that uh, the deer asked me to find her something like this. Theater might be worth a. Uh, might be worth having in front of uh, you know any big shit that comes along. 
Yes, I'm sure she would use this to great effect. Uh, place it in the bag. All right. All right. Puts it in the bag. Uh... Before uh, before he, he leaves uh, anything behind, he's going to kind of go to the counter. And if there's a till there. Uh, there there's a lockbox. Yeah, he'll, he's going to kind of stand and kind of hands above it. He's he's kind of having a moral dilemma. He knows that it is stealing. He knows, though, that he would use it to the best of his uh in the best of intentions, but he does wonder if this is a morally gray as far as uh, his code of conduct. He 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 knows if uh, if uh, a brigand or if, if some little warlord wants to pop up and he has the money, he's just kind of hand kind of hovering over in uh, after a moment, just contemplating the 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 ambiguities of a right of uh, possession, and he's just going to uh, leave the lockbox alone. Uh, I would. I, I made a roll. Um, oh, so you, you you have your hand hovering over this, and you're having this like internal dilemma, and you you feel uh, you feel as if the the box um, beneath your hands. Not only do you feel like yes, uh, somebody of less good intent could come along but you also feel this um this warm reassuring very stable almost energy um kind of kind of enter you and reassure you uh that it would be best put toward uh, the rebuilding of civilization than it would be to the dregs of what is left. Okay, uh, feeling that wash over him, he'll he'll his eyes will open, he'll smile, uh, feel that he is in fact fulfilling the uh, the edicts of his uh, training and his uh, his uh, re- religious uh, observations, and he will take it and put it in there. I think I am. I think I am done. Uh, have you found anything else, Baron? Uh, oh, uh, he he throws a bunch of little things into the bag. Uh, and nothing else big, but I suppose we should probably get out of here. Yes. Uh, how difficult was your traipsing along the roof? And uh, not too bad. And in all honesty, it might be a good way to get a vantage point on us heading back. Exactly my what? thinking as well. Yes. Here, uh, I don't know how good you are at climbing, but I'm decent enough. So, and he kind of like struggles up the the hole he came down and offers a a hand down. Yep, he'll accept it, and he'll help you up. Uh, and then, like, there's broken parts here, uh, but there is a staircase going upward, and then a small ladder that goes under the roof. Okay, uh, on the roof, uh, Kumiho will, uh, he'll have already put his weapons away, but he's going to draw out his own crossbow and uh, look around out at the uh, ruins. So from this higher vantage point, you see a little more than you had before. The devastation sweeps across most of the city. There, There are patches that seem mostly untouched. 
just basically by happenstance. Uh, but there is destruction all over the place. But you can, from where you stand, spot just barely in the distance uh, a uh, some light outside the city. And uh, that would be um, in the direction of where uh, this encampment was supposed to be built. As Adira has led the group by this point, will have led the group there. Mm. Which, uh, Adira, if you'd like to do anything in the meantime, like while this was all was happening uh, and you were leading them there, uh, the, the directions were on a relatively safe path. Um, is, is there anything yeah, I, you'd like to do? Not really. Her, she, her goal is to get these people out of the city. Um, like once outside that, that great, it would be more of finding the best place for them to be able to set up like tents or makeshifts, you know, shelters or whatnot. Right. So the great comes out into sort of like a mire of uh, where like the stuff was flowing out and it's kind of just settled. Um, but there's a short grassy hill up which on either side you could you could climb and come out to a point outside of the city that would be a lot drier and a little, lot more suitable for such a thing. Right. Um, and then once they kind of started going about setting up their little encampment and whatnot, uh, I think she would... Not like wander off away from them. She's keeping everything in sight, of course. But step away a little bit. And she's going to call for Mr. Terexis. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you call for Terexis. And uh, there's a pause where normally he uh, normally he shows up practically interest instantly. But there's a bit of a pause and he will... You will appear. Ah, yes, Adira. How can I help you? Hey, sweetheart, everything okay? It took you a minute to show up. There are a great many things happening at the moment. Mm, I'll try not to interfere too much then. Uh, I was hoping for a little information, maybe, though. What might that be? Uh, The safest direction to send these people in for them to get to a town or a city somewhere where they can take shelter. Mm. Simple enough. Back the way you came. You left a trail of increased stability. All right. That sounds wonderful, then. Now, that being said, it's not necessarily safe. Just safer. I wouldn't expect it to be actually safe. Nothing is right now. <clears throat> Did you catch sight of that thing that Kumiho and I fought? Yes. I was watching quite intently. Nasty creature. Indeed. Pathetic, in fact. Well, like I said, I'm not trying to be a a burden, so I'll let you get back to whatever it is you need to do. Very well. <laughs> and he will vanish. But yeah, then she'd just go back 
up towards the encampment and she's waiting for the others to return. All right. So, uh, Don, go ahead and give me another stealth check as you and Baron make your way to the outside of the city. Okay, and just for clarity's sake, I did shift. Once we were uh, back in the ruins, he did shift back. Right, and uh, Baron will be carrying the bag since it would be tiny on you, or it would be really big on you. Okay, uh, 23 plus my 8, 31. All right. All right. So y'all are getting near the edge of the city when... uh, uh, you would probably notice with your detect evil that uh, there's a aura that sticks around a little too long. It's generally off to your right, but you would guess as long as it's been within your field that it's likely following you. Oh, um. there's like a couple of times that Baron, though quite adept, uh, has stepped on like a rock that has skittered across the thing or something and been like, and like he like laid against something just to make sure nothing came out and jumped at him and then kept going. Okay. He didn't roll real well. <laughs> Gets a nice big bonus. Didn't roll real well. Uh, Baron, I I sense we're being followed. He'll have uh, he'll shift back into his humanoid form to relay this, but uh, what do you think we should do? I don't want to lead whatever this is to a bunch of innocence, so Perhaps if we can draw it out ourselves before we reach the city's edge. Ah, uh, hills. Um, all right. You, you got any idea where it is? Off to the right, I believe it feels. All right. Uh, uh here, I, I've got an idea. Uh, I'll go. He, he goes like, and he hops it through a broken window and he crashes down. He's like, I'll be right here. <laughs> he has um, his crossbow out. Okay. Uh, kind of like giving uh, giving Baron the, a puzzled look uh, at the kind of impetuous just uh, shrugs it off and uh, he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna draw out his crossbow how far away f- uh, does the aura feel like um, because you can't uh, you don't have line of sight to it you just mm. know that it's uh on the other side of some stuff you're not sure it has to be within 60 feet of you you know that much okay if anyone is out there and needs assistance and you bear me no ill will i can provide assistance but i do not appreciate being stalked please come out if you are willing and if not please go away <laughs> make me a diplomacy 22. All right. Uh, You would see, and it is a faint aura, by the way. Um, But you would see a figure um, emerge from the shadows, uh, and you would gain a clearer sort of humanoid aura off of them as they revealed themselves. You see a woman uh, in red and black robes uh, carrying a crossbow. She looks as if she is injured and uh, like her shoulder and her robes are matted with blood. Uh, this injury likely isn't fresh, uh, but she she has her crossbow not like pointed at you, but it, it she could like probably flip it up pretty quickly. Um, 
in the situation. Where's that, that other one? He stepped away for a moment to make sure it was safe. Do you require assistance? Why are you following us? Well, this is the first time I've seen another person up here on the surface in days. Yes, we are passing through, but we are leaving now. Is this your home? It was. Well, why do you remain? Well, until recently, I had work to do here, but now it's just me. And so I've been trying to avoid the thing hunting me, trying to get out of the city. Who is hunting you and why? Some black devil. Uh, sense motive? Uh, go ahead. Oh, 20 not natural. Uh, she seems to be being honest. Uh, if a bit incredulous. There's some incredulity to the phrase. You, you, you squared off against a black devil. No, I escaped. Well then, um. But it's been following me. Every time I get near the edge of the city, it comes around front, and I can't get out. Cuts me off at every turn. So you desire to leave this town? Yes. I would very much like to. I can't do anything by myself. Uh, well, come with us. We we have uh, rounded up some survivors and are headed out. All right. And go ahead and give me a re- religion. Uh, that is 14. Yeah. Okay. So with your 14, you realize that she's not displaying a holy symbol, but she is wearing the colors of uh, Asmodeus, the black and red. Oh. And she is like, and it's not just the colors, the point that she, the robes are kind of like nice also adds to the understanding. Uh, uh, taking note of this, um, you are a follower of Asmodeus. Is that a problem? No, but why would a devil be hunting down one of their initiates? What we could tell before it found us is these are not these are not devils of hell. Not our hell, anyway. There's something wrong with them. They've been changed. But whoever they work for, whatever they're doing, it's not in line with Asmodeus' goals. Not at all. Hmm. Um, uh, I myself am a follower of Abadar, and... Then you have a healthy respect for the law. I do. And how things should be. Yes. And, and real quick, could you refresh? I, I, I know Asmodeus from uh, the sister podcast, Dustress. Follow us on Twitter at Dustress Podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, Asmodeus is very is uh, the, the god of uh, bargains and stuff. I know that because of my character. Uh, among other things, yes. He he uh, he does offer bargains for power and whatnot uh, as a devil. Um, but that's sort of the shtick of all the devils in a way. Yes, um, okay. He is uh, very much about law, like ultimate law through power. Okay. Uh, where the the stronger on top and the weaker on the bottom. So a, a harsher, little harsh, more harsh than... Yes, a, a very harsh, but like, um, whereas Abadar is more about uh, 
the law to the benefit and like there's a balance there there's mm-hmm. the breaking the law and you go to go to prison or there's there's a penalty and then there's uh fulfilling the law for the betterment of people mm-hmm. uh it doesn't reach super hard into good territory or bad territory it's got a mix of both and as modian uh run government their punishments are extraordinarily harsh okay uh and they also condone slavery which is kind of hit or miss in abadarian places like it's usually like an extreme punishment for somebody to be placed into a servitudial state as opposed okay. to just slavers. Yo ho. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So thanks for that. And probably the listeners might have needed that too. Um, so uh, Kumiho will say, uh, yes, uh, I guess we have that in common at least. Let's. Let, let's let me see to some of those wounds. Uh, would you mind? And he's going to uh, he's got his uh, crossbow out, but he's going to hold out a hand and uh, kind of wiggle his fingers around. Uh, she will step forward. Uh, she will point her crossbow down, but keep both hands on it and present you with her uh, mm-hmm. forward facing shoulder. Now, I, I offer this aid, but I, I must I must admit to some trepidation that you're going to. Reprise. Is there any assurances you can give me that I'm not making a foolish mistake? Oh, you have my word if that's worth anything to you. Some people don't take it. It's a whole new world. It's perhaps we can perhaps this is another step on the way to reclaiming civilization. And uh, I'm going to use an instance of lay on hands. Okay. And uh, just for the listeners, if they may not know, um, uh, it's a paladin ability, but I get uh, 1d6 for every two paladins, so 3d6 of healing coming her way. Uh, nine points. Nine. All right. That seems to seal her up pretty good. She's not, uh, she still winces, like, as she, like, tests her shoulder, but uh, she does say, that's much better. Thank you. And I should say, um, Kumiho has, uh, uh, feet that lets him do it at distance. So this was a little less uh, dangerous for him because he was able to do it from a bit of a distance. Right. So uh, she she doesn't like shoot you or anything, but she does still seem slightly on edge mm-hmm. as uh, Baron has not revealed himself. And well, as she stated, she's being hunted by a rather large devil. Mm-hmm. So she, you you would imagine in her state, she's not going to put down her weapon. She's not pointing at you, which is sure. a good sign. Yeah. Uh, uh, after after that passes a moment, if, if if you do wish to leave, we have, as I said, a, a group headed out. Do you have anywhere you can go? There are many places to go. I'd like to make it to Stormbluff if I can, or perhaps Sanguine. Um, I don't know if I need to do a sense motive. Are, is there anything fishy about those two? I'm not. They're just large cities. I mean, okay. Sanguine is a vampire city, but... I mean, I kind of guessed that by the name. Uh, <laughs> you would probably also know that Adira has stated several points now. Sanguine's her next stop. Oh, wait, well, where did she come from? Start with a G? Uh, she, she was most recently in Gira. Yeah. That, okay, that's what... Okay, when you... Okay. Um, Sanguine, that's... I have... I, I know of someone who is bound for there eventually as well. Perhaps you could join us another... Another in our troop. Um, come, come follow. And, and he's he's like he's a, another moral dilemma of uh, 
potentially uh, risking the safety of uh, 50 to 60 uh, innocent civilians, uh, refugees. Um, we were headed back. Uh, perhaps my friend can offer some insight as to what we can do. Come, follow me. I, I will bring out my traveling companion. Very well. Uh, so you call out to Baron and he'll he'll get out. He'll crawl back out the window and be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, it's uh, but I didn't need to shoot anybody then, I suppose. No, but stay on guard. Yes, he, yes you're the one I saw. Sorry? I was following him, not you. I didn't see you. Well, I do my best. Yes, um, Baron, this is... I don't think I got your name, miss. Aristia. Ah, Aristia. I am Kumiho. This is my traveling partner, Baron. Don just fucking bowed. God damn it. (laughs) Suppose it's good to meet you all. Uh, so yes, uh, Aristia here is on the run from a black devil. Are, Are you familiar with such things? Can't say that I am. Uh, tried to not play around with all that. Did he hear? Was Baron able to hear everything that was said? I know I stepped away from a bit. Um, I mean, because yeah, I, I don't know he, if I need he, to. He, heard, okay. he seems to have caught everything. Okay. Well. So um, I guess we're all going together. We we got each other's backs. Uh, if something comes up, the three of us should be able to handle it. If it's not terribly evil, I will keep an eye out. But let's let's return to our let's return to our group. All right. So you begin making your way. You reach the edge of the city. Um, uh, Adira, your camp is not horribly far from the edge of the city. And uh, you would notice some figures uh, just against some of the darker patches of uh, like shadow and whatnot uh, moving. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check, everybody. Perception. Oh. I have some of that. Where is it? There it is. Oh, yeah. There is the one that doesn't have a whole lot of that, but I rolled well. So, a 24. 19. All right. Give me one second. Deer is like my least perceptive character because she's got like a zero fucking mod for it, and it's not a class skill, so she only gets her ranks to it. Oh, wow. I thought almost everything had perception as a class skill. No. All right. So, uh, you would notice, Adira, uh, that there is something. It's hard to see because it's, it's dark and it's against the night side, but you see like a void in the night sky, something flying, and it is moving very quickly towards this group of three individuals that you see. All right. Um, Adira is gonna holler for Clint to to keep an eye on the people here, and she's gonna move towards these individuals. All right, are you running? Uh, she, yeah, and uh, when she gets close to there, I'd say maybe about halfway to where they're at, she's gonna activate her armor and shield. All right. Okay, so uh, Kumiho, you have enough of a perception to act in the surprise round. I need everybody to roll initiative.
Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy, and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at EldritchDream, at EternaP, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. My name is Riley, Riley Morhai. You may have heard of my grand exploits in what's being regarded as the Aeterna Podcast. To be forthcoming, if you know anything about me, 
and you probably do, then you know outside of saving the world from being completely obliterated by eldritch horrors, beyond being the world's finest swordsman and most dashing of guildmasters, and apart from being the lemon pepper addict we all know and love, that I myself quite enjoy a good tale of adventure and heroics. I come to you today with such a tale. If you've enjoyed my exploits, then I guarantee you'd enjoy the stories being told in a series called Horizon. Set in some futuristic fantasy world of absolute make-believe called Canada, a bunch of teenagers with amazing powers have to face the world, find their place in it, and learn what it means to be true heroes. I'll certainly be keeping tabs on this tale as it unfolds, and so should you. Hey guys, it's me, <laughs> Chris, player of Riley Morheim. Big announcements. Come January 2021, I know, it can't get here soon enough, I'll be launching a critically accursed podcast with a series we're calling Horizon. Using the Powered by the Apocalypse system, Masks, we explore a world of teenage superheroes in the futuristic setting of 2172. So if you like superheroes, hormones, angst, drama, and goofy tabletop content, then you should keep your eyes open for our podcast. We're planning to release our first issue on January 5th, 2021, most likely in all the same places you already use to listen to Eterna and all of your other favorite podcasts. Probably. <laughs> the easiest way to keep tabs on what I'm doing in terms of podcasting would be to follow me on Twitter, at Accursed, where all podcast, tabletop, content creation announcements will be made. I also occasionally stream tabletop content on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Accursed. That's C as in Chris Accursed. <laughs> And if you're feeling particularly frisky, you can search Critically Accursed on YouTube to find my channel for an archive of streams and some shitty Let's Plays. All that said, I look forward to a new year and to connecting with a bunch of pretty cool people through the podcast we're making. Sean, thank you for including this in today's episode, and uh, I'll... <laughs> I guess I'll see you guys in the new year with a new story. It should be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Until then.